Okay, um, well we've got a, a kind of a special service this morning. I'm going to go ahead and take up the offering here in a moment. But uh, this is Jay Canning's last Sunday with us. If you're wondering why I'm such a mess this morning. Um, yeah, Jay uh, just recently had taken a trip to Nebraska. When was that, Jay? And why don't, why don't you just talk about that little part, and then I can pick it. I want to speak for you. Uh, let's see. It'll be two weeks ago this Wednesday. It's coming Wednesday. But I got back from like a 10-day trip to Nebraska. Um, I went back to the reservation I used to live on before I came here just to visit. And I always knew the Lord had called me back to go there. But uh, this time when I went to visit, I was just going to go hang out, come back to Prayer Mountain. But as I was there, I got a real sense all of a sudden while I was there, like, maybe it's time now. Everything just, I wasn't looking for it, but I just felt that in my spirit, like, I feel like I'm really supposed to be here now. So I came back and was still feeling that way. But you know, when you go home and visit people, all kinds of stuff can happen in your feelings, in your mind. So you can't really trust that like right away. So I went to someone, I went to Catherine Toon um, to see what, let her press into the spirit and do her Catherine Toon thing. And just, <laughs> what's the Lord saying right now? I didn't tell her anything. And she just began speaking confirmation after confirmation about what I felt the Lord was telling me. And so then I knew I could take it to Schlees. Because if that hadn't happened, I would have just shut it down. Um, and I went to Schlees and I was like, hey, this is, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I'm supposed to be back in Nebraska now. And that was hard to say to her too. And uh, she didn't really hear anything at the time. She said, hey, let's, let's pray about this and, and three listen days. for three days. I said, let's take three days. So we did that. We took three days. And we talked a lot during those three days about just what we were thinking and what we were feeling. And we were very open about what we were thinking and what we were feeling, good, bad, all of it. And it, it was really good, too, because we were able to vent those things. And we were also able to vent them in a way where we knew that, hey, this isn't thus saith the Lord on this. This is just what we're, what we're hearing, what we're feeling, and being honest about it, getting everything on the table. And the last night before the final day, she called me and she said, hey, what are you hearing and what are you seeing? And I said, I'm not hearing or seeing anything. And it was frustrating to me because if Shalice wasn't on board with this, I wasn't going to go. And so, you know, I knew what I felt so strongly when I was there and what I was feeling so strongly when I got back that I was pretty sure, but her having doubts, you know, raised my red flag. And that's one of the really good benefits of having them spiritual parents. Like, there's nothing like it. You're not on your own. And um, so when I told her I wasn't hearing or seeing anything, she was like, I don't know, y'all are new, you don't know, but Shalice will get militant about this stuff and be like, that's not who you are. You hear clearly. You see clearly. I know it. And I know our God is always speaking. So she started talking like that to me. And I was driving. And um, within about two or three seconds of her talking like that, I was driving down the pass at the time. I saw this finger come down out of the sky and just point straight down right over in the direction of where, where I would be at in Nebraska. I mean, just right down in the sky. I was like, wow, that's pretty clear. <laughs> and, uh, but I didn't say anything to her about it. I was like, all right, all right, all right, cool. And it was good. I, everything she was saying was so good. And we hung up and then 
I went somewhere I was worshiping at this place and I just felt like I was really getting confirmed like this is it. This is it. But I still hadn't said anything to her and she hadn't said anything to me about it. So the next morning, well, you can say, you can say what happened. Well, I think I'd like to start by saying my heart's cry is for the authentic. I literally have no stomach left for religion, for church, for business as usual, for surface relationships, for pretense, for pretending, for acting like nice people with a Christian facade. I literally have no stomach for any of it. No interest, no motivation, no uh, ability to fake. I, I literally don't possess it. And so when you when you find the authentic, and my son is And I'm so thankful um, for what God has done in Jay. As a, I'm, so, I'm so honored to know him. I've really never met a young man like him, ever. When I met his mom, I said, I really want to, I'm, now that he's gone, I'm hoping I get to spend more time with his mom. I don't know her. I've only met her once, really. Twice, maybe. And, you know, it's always conference and stuff. I've never really got to really hang out with his mom. But this, his mom and dad must be phenomenal people. Like, literally phenomenal people. Like, I, I, I can't wait to go and just have her lay hands on me and just spend some time there and really get some deposits of what they carry. Um, but, uh, you know, Jay and I... Our connection has always been supernatural. You know, he, I met Jay at uh, one of the weekend events that I did, uh, a weekend with Shalise uh, I did here in Colorado. And he came and, uh, I mean, he sat up here and just in an instant, God did something. I mean, it was instantaneous. It was instantaneous family. It was, it was instantaneous. And, and we say these words. We say family in church. We say you're my brother. We call each other brother and sister. It's not family. You know, I'm adopted. I can fake family. Um, but I also know when it's not fake. And um, it's never been fake with Jay. I've always known that this man carries a love, and it's a genuine love. It's an authentic love. It's a real love. It's a sacrificial love. It's a lay-down-your-life-for-others love. It's a rare love. And um, it was awesome to have even just the relationship that we had so that we could process together and I could just even be free enough to actually process 
Do you know how rare that is? Do you know how rare it is to actually have a, a, the kind of relationship with someone that you can actually just process with openly, go through the emotional components of that, and 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 have the time to separate out your own agenda versus God's agenda versus your feeling, your own feelings versus not. I mean, it was just a powerful thing. And, uh, you know, I personally have experienced spiritual parenthood like this. And so I know what it looks like when it functions healthily. It's just rare to find. Um, and because it is such a rarity, um, it's just powerful when it exists. And so... Like Jay said, he didn't say anything to me, and he was doing his thing. And, you know, Brian and I were both praying about it. We were talking about it. We feel very um, very accountable for, before the Lord, uh, for the people that God entrusts um, their hearts to us. And like I said, it's, it's not very often, really, that we get the opportunity to really steward a heart. Because people have been so wounded in the Western church that even someone giving their heart to you to steward is rare. You know, even people committing or connecting in a real and meaningful way, honestly, to one another is rare. Matter of fact, one of the things that Jay carries, because he's, of his, you know, heritage with the First Nation and is he really understands community and he really understands covenant and he really understands relationship. And so, uh, anyway, he was driving down and, you know, we're talking, we're praying and we're just, we are, we want the best. It's like, you know, for your natural children, you want the very best for your kids. You want the very best for them. You want the very best for the people. I mean, look, if we, there's a lot of things Brian and I could do. The fact that we do this is 100% God. You know, and so, anyway, I'm talking about a lot of stuff. So, anyway, he's driving down. You know, we go to bed that night. I'm still, I'm still just really on the fence. I'm just still really on the fence. I'm, I'm, I, just on the fence. And I also don't trust my heart, knowing that my heart's all tied up in that. And so I was woken up about 5 o'clock in the morning with a visitation from the Lord. And he got right in my face and woke me up really gently and uh, just began to speak to me about Jay. And uh, he didn't just speak to me about Jay, but he you know, obviously confirmed that this was what he wanted to do with Jay that he confirmed um, really what it meant for us as well. Uh, and I saw a piece of my heart being removed. And I saw it going with him. Um, and so that's why there's a painful component of that, because it is like a part of your heart's getting ripped out. Um, and that's okay. Like, it's okay. You know, it's okay. But there's also part of my heart that's getting deposited there. And so um, there's a joy with that in, in, in knowing in the coming years 
what's going to come from that and what that looks like and how that's going to function. And I do believe that there's a very um, powerful supernatural component to this, um, that it's not just about, you know, your physical heart, but there's a component of our heart and what we carry and who we are that's going with Jay. Um, and so I, I would like, I would, I wish every, <laughs> I wish every, situation like this where you're transitioning or whatever happened like this because supernatural is normal you know the super the way this happens supernaturally is it this is the way the body of christ is supposed to function Uh, because when you do things like this supernaturally in order i'm telling you there is a release of heaven that is indescribable. And I know that 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 Jay is going as a sent one. And uh, I'm just, we'll talk more about this as we go. I mean, I, I, I wanted to do something special this morning. And so we're going to kind of do that for Jay. Um, uh, so, Tommy, I think we should transition. Yeah into that. And then um, I asked uh, some of our pastoral team and I asked some of our leaders here to uh, get a prophetic word for Jay. And I also want to sow into the ministry that Jay is taking with him. So I'm going to go ahead in a moment. We're going to, we're going to wash Jay's feet. So if we could get a chair and bring that out for him. You know, the greatest in the kingdom is a servant. And Jesus, before he went to the cross, he told his disciples, you know, uh, in the in the world, the Gentiles lord over uh, those that that are following them. But in the kingdom, it shouldn't be so. Uh, You know, as an apostolic gift, as a sent one, um, you are to come under. You're to, to release, to come under and lift others up. Um, and so I wanted to do this for Jay today. I wanted the team who else ever felt left, led, led to do that, for that to happen today as well. Uh, I know that Jay has the heart of a servant, and I know that he's going to serve uh, those that live on the reservation. He's going to be um, bringing the kingdom. He's going to be bringing it in all of its various ways that it's going to look. And so his fruit is our fruit. Amen. Isn't that exciting? I'm really excited. So uh, we're going to do this. Um, can you also grab, uh, Tommy, since you were with me, if you don't mind, thank you. Could you also grab the, the two presents that I wanted to give to Jay today? And then I'm going to let the team um, come over and do that as well. There's a couple things I wanted to to give to you, Jay. The first one was actually given to me, um, but when I was praying about what to give you this morning, I felt it was pretty significant, and I felt that rather than just go get you something, I wanted you to have something that um, I think signified um, who I am. So this is um, two things. 
first thing is, um, you know, someone had given me this in a great battle. Um, they were in a great battle. And uh, the Lord had connected us together during a time when really uh, they would not have been able to continue really without, you know, support from the body. And a very dear, precious family to me. And uh, anyway, they, they presented me with this. And they said that my prayers and uh, just the ministry that I provided to them, they said they knew that warring angels uh, were with me. And I just want to say that they're with you. And that you're not being sent alone. You know, I was commissioned in an open vision. And the open vision, there was a, in this open vision, there was a lot that happened. But there's one particular part that I felt like the Lord wanted me to highlight to you today. Uh, in it, there was this, uh, when I said yes to the Lord, when he said, when he asked me, would I go? And I said, yes, Lord, I'll go. Instantaneously, there were angels to the left of me, ascending and descending, ascending and descending. It was like a highway going up and a highway coming down. And I knew by the Spirit that those angels were going to get everything that would ever be required for my yes. Well, you were required for that yes, and you were linked to that yes. And so those, those that even though I didn't even know you, <laughs> you were there. And so those, and there's a, there's a assignment, there's assignments of angels that are going with you. There's a territorial um, assignment for you that comes with angelic authority. It comes with angelic uh, enforcement. And so this is a reminder to you that you are not alone. No matter what, you're never alone. And that you have angelic forces that stand ready at attention to move at your command. And then secondly, I was walking the other day with Ella, and um, we were just picking up rocks. But I felt this rock, I wanted to send it with you because there's a piece of the mountain that's going with you. And you might be leaving Prayer Mountain in one sense, but you're not leaving Prayer Mountain. And so this rock will remind you, and if you forget, I'm going to come and get it, and I'm going to hit you over the head with it. So keep it outside somewhere I can grab it if I need it, or somewhere that you'll remember. So... Those are my presents. (laughs) So, awesome. I'm talking with two microphones. I don't need this one. I don't know. Did you have anything you wanted to say? There's nothing that could pull me away from this place other than a direct order from the Lord. Um, My whole life, Growing up, I moved around a lot. And even when I began like searching for the Lord, it took me from one place to another, one place to another, so I could recognize, I didn't know at the time, but what was in me and other people. 
that connection. And uh, I found that here. Like I'm surrounded by the people I've been searching for my whole life. I found words. Shalice was speaking the words that like pulled the stuff out of me that I had felt that I thought was right, but I didn't have words to describe. Um, and I didn't really feel like I had the right <laughs> to declare them. But she's given me that okay. Everybody, Galen, Brian, you guys all given me that okay to be who I am. And uh, I think that's one of the main reasons he sent me here, among many other reasons, was to to <laughs> to acknowledge what he's put in me. And that's one of the biggest things that I'm taking with me, is the ability to acknowledge the Lord in other people that has been kind of trampled on or shut down or ignored or silenced uh, because there's a whole world full of people with pieces of the gospel and pieces of the kingdom that have been silenced because it doesn't fit into the Western church mold. Um, and right after he showed me that finger coming down from heaven, Almost immediately after that, what he showed me was me real, real big, standing with one foot in Nebraska and one foot right here. So I'm going, but I'm not leaving, you know. And when I was processing through this whole thing, you know, Tommy and I worked together. I worked for Tommy. And we spent a lot of time together over this period of time where we were, where we were trying to figure things out, just talking. And I went over to he and Leslie's house for dinner one night and I ate real good. <laughs> really, really, really good. And uh, Leslie didn't really even know what was going on. I mean, I shared somebody, I just, was something with somebody, I assumed that it's going to go to their spouse. You know, I just assumed that. But Tommy hadn't said anything to her. He kept that. And uh, Leslie was alright with it, don't worry. Um, but uh, one of the things she said to me was, you know, that poem that you wrote, the Lord wrote through you, whatever. She was like, there's something in that for this. She's like, you weren't even thinking about it when you wrote it, but there's something in that for this. So I went back to look at it. And that whole first part of it was how distance doesn't mean what we think it means. How they're like the beginning of there's a walkway across the sky connecting all things. And that just really began to speak to me because I can't imagine leaving this place. Not the building, but the people. And, um, yeah, I'm not leaving. <laughs> We're just enlarging the tent. I'm taking your heart, what's in your heart, your <laughs> and putting it in the soil out there. So that becomes a nursery as well. So I love you guys. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to come back and, and bring people from there and show you what's happening. Um, just like the day after I decided to go back, I had people call me and be like, hey, we heard you're coming back. And we heard what you were saying when you were talking to this, this other person about the Lord. And, and we were we want to talk some more about that. We want to hear about that because <laughs> it's different from what the world has heard before. It's not condemn condemnation. It's life, 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 life. So that's what I'm taking. <laughs> and that's what I'm bringing back. And um, yeah, I love you guys. Amen. Awesome.
Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to I want to do this. Let's um let's uh maybe have the team and folks that want to come up um, and share something. Let's do that. I'm going to uh and then why don't we do this too? Why don't we um why don't we set up a couple of different buckets up here? Uh why don't we have one for uh the offering for Jay? Why don't we have one for your regular ties and offerings as well? Um, so, uh, and I'm just going to ask you to give your best to both. <laughs> uh, for those of you that have been tracking with us, we uh, do this prayer mountain. Um, we'll put Jay with the green, the green bow. It's not a very pretty bow, but it'll be a bow. All right, so that'll be for Jay. And you can just still make out your checks to Prayer Mountain for Jay. You can just put in the description for Jay. That way, you'll, you know, it'll have be a tax-deductible gift. And then we can write a check to Jay for everything that's uh, given for that. And then on this side, um, it's the Prayer Mountain ties and offerings. And just, yeah, we'll do that. FYI, uh, you know, we've been talking about the operating budget and that kind of thing for Prayer Mountain. We are about five grand behind. So... We need to pay rent. We have bills to pay. So I'm going to ask you guys just to so generously, so sacrificially into Prayer Mountain and into Jay today. So I'm going to keep giving you updates on where we are, and we're standing in faith. So awesome. And I'm going to turn this off. This microphone can be used for whoever's going to talk with Jay next. And I'm just going to wash his feet while you guys are doing that. Shalise asked us to uh, get a vision or uh, ask God for um, something for Jay. And uh, last night, the Lord was showing me, speaking of rocks, uh, He was showing me how He called the world into existence. And uh, in the rocks, the rocks, the rocks represent a hard and stony ground, and uh, the wind and the water over time have uh, done things to the rocks, like that rock right there. It's been smoothed over by the water. You see, that's what's happened to Jay's heart while he's been here. Jay, I've never seen a heart like yours. I've never seen it. It is um, a heart that is, it fits you, a big man and a big heart. I just love you. I've, I've loved the time to get to know you and, and see your heart. I've seen it. You're family to me too, brother. You're my brother. And, and God was just showing me your heart and how the Holy Spirit, through the through the wind, and the water of the Holy Spirit has made your heart like that rock might have been jagged at times. But your heart is pure and it is just uh, big as all outdoors. And Jay, I saw you stepping up on a platform and, and the steps were lined with the lamb's wool and the blood of the lamb on these steps. And you grab the mic and you proclaim the goodness of God. You're going to a place. Your heart is so big for this place, for those people, that you're going to proclaim the goodness of God in that place. And in so going, Jay, there, there is, we are, 
I, I, I call forth all the things that you desire. I, I specifically call forth that woman into your life. I call her forth now in Jesus' name. I don't know if she's there or she's coming, but, but Jay, I call her forth. I speak it out now in Jesus' name. That, that, oh, that special, special woman in your life. And I thank you, God, for it. I thank you because her heart will be like yours in tune with the heart of God. So in tune. Just want to read this scripture. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now then they shall go and call on him. How then shall they go and call upon him? They have not, who have not believed. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Jay, you're called. You're called and you're obeying and it's not easy. It's not easy for us. It's not easy for you. But in the name of Jesus, we release you into that call and we release these feet and they're beautiful feet <laughs> as just as all of you is beautiful Jay so we love you we love you I just felt like the Lord wanted to charge you with these scriptures. <clears throat> Proverbs four twenty through 27. My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance. And above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. And Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And I sense the Lord saying, my son, begin to meditate on my word as never before and you will spring forth into a beautiful garden for me. Many will come to the table and will be fed as you keep your eyes on me and my word. Don't look back, for, but look straight forward to the things that I have called you to. Go forth in my peace, knowing that I have called you and I have ordained you for such a time as this. Jack, Jay, I have written a lot of funny points. But, and I figured that I was going to write you one. But I couldn't do it. What I got 
for you, and I've never done this before. It's totally out of character for me, but I got for you a riddle. <laughs> what, what comes after I? It's not the letter J. It's not the vowel O. <clears throat> You coexist with it, but its demise is imminent. What is it? Yeah, that's what you have to meditate on. <laughs> and just in case you don't figure it out. <laughs> My number is on the back, <laughs> along, along with my email address. And here, I'll give this to you. It's, it's suitable for framing. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, Jay, very well. I, I haven't spent any hours sitting down and talking to Jay, but somehow Jay has had the, the most profound impact on me that I can't even explain. But he loves, he listens, he cares. He's just a, an amazing man of God. And I'm going to miss you so much, Jay. You've been such a gift. And you're young, you're old enough and young enough to be a son and a grandson, and you're just an amazing brother in the Lord and an amazing strength to this body. And I'm glad you're still going to be here because we need your strength. And um, when I started praying about what the Lord had for Jay through me, the first thing that came to me was an eagle feather. And it's illegal to have one or give one, except that it's not illegal for Native Americans to have one. I guess they have to have special permission or something. So anyway, I thought I had one and I was going to bring one because that was what the Lord showed me. And my husband said, I don't know what happened to that feather, but I have a, another feather that stands for wisdom. And it's an owl feather. And that's illegal too. So you're not, you're not seeing me. I don't have this. <laughs> so you're not seeing or hearing this. If I could, I would give you an eagle or an owl feather. When I prayed about something to give you, I believe the Father said an eagle feather would be an ideal gift. Since it would be illegal to possess or gift one, I just say, and so I did bring one after all. I'll just say that if it was legal, that's what I'd give you. I believe you're much like an eagle, Jay. You have locked your wings in flight, soaring up with the wind currents of our master. A feather from an eagle symbolizes great strength, courage, leadership, and prestige. You have those qualities. But an owl feather also fits as it symbolizes wisdom and stealth. You are becoming so wise in him. Many look up to you for this reason. I look up to you, both literally and spiritually. Yes, my brother, fly like an eagle into all the Lord is waiting to give you. I believe the woman he has chosen for you will come into your life soon. 
and the two of you will be perfectly matched to the call he has placed on your lives. I'm also looking forward to hearing from you in the coming months and years as you soar in your calling, your sister in Christ. I know. Um, just as Shalise said, Jane knit his heart to mine as a son to a mom in like a nanosecond, like Chris and, and Corbin. Um, <laughs> um, and, that's, and that's a bond that won't ever break. I know that. And I was talking to Jay this morning and saying it wasn't by coincidence again that his mother is B or that my name Deborah means B. He has, he has two Bs in his life as moms who will watch over him. Um, I'm laughing because of what Tommy said about a wife and what Judy said about a wife because when Jay and I had our little moment this morning, I told him I was expecting an invitation to the wedding and spoke that if she wasn't there, she'll be there soon. So out of the mouths of two or three, we bind that in Jesus' name, that that's truth, and we all want to come dance at that wedding. Okay. But what I had gotten for Jay, I had shared privately with him some things, but there was something when I started thinking about it um, that there were at least three distinct meanings to Jay's name. One of them is supplanter. The other is the Lord is salvation, and the third one is victory. Now, when I looked up supplanter, you can take it as the negative, as that one comes in by force and steals and plunders. But in Jay's case, by this power of the Holy Spirit, he will go through and he will supplant the lies, the half-truths that have been among the people. He will align it with the truth of Jesus Christ. And you will bring it by your very being, Jay. And the Lord is salvation. You will bring fresh truth, sucker for a dry and weary land and people that you are going to be walking amongst. I see you walking in victory every step of your way. There's not a place your foot will trod where God will not be present and it will not be taken for him. And the Native American, the first people, will know that the great spirit is Papa God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, because they will see it in you. You carry it. You bring it. You walk it. And you do enlarge your tent. We will miss you. We rejoice with you. But Papa says to you, arise, my love. Arise, my son. I love you. I will sing and I will dance with you every step of the way. And I've saved this. I don't know this. I've saved this for you. Oh!
So I'm just going to try to be really quick because I'm trying to keep myself together right now. So there's a lot I could say about Jay. <laughs> True. So I'm just gonna try to skip all that and just get to <laughs> get to what I felt like God was saying. Otherwise, it could take a while. Um, but yesterday, uh, Jay and I were hiking the crags. And I don't know how many of you guys have done it, but when you get to the top of the crags, the view is, its there's like an awesome view from up there. And you can see for so long. Um, and the, I mean, it's the same way, like if you've ever been to the top of Pikes Peak, like the view is amazing. You could just see out for miles. Um, and... <laughs> I felt like that God was just saying that, like he brought you up the mountain, um, just because like when you're on top of a mountain or a high place, you have a completely different perspective. Um, things that seem big when you're on the ground are like if you're on top of Pikes Peak, you could see Woodland Park and the whole town. I mean, it's not a big town anyway, but the, the whole town, the whole town pretty much looks like it's about that big. Um and just like when you're when you're on that mountain, yeah, like you can you you have a totally different perspective on things and on situations, things that block your view no longer um, block your view. You can see out so much further. Um, and so I just felt like he was saying that he brought you up here just to to give you a new perspective on a whole bunch of things, and you know that. Um, but I feel like now. He's just saying that he's sending you back to the people that live with their perspective more just on the ground level. Um, And, yeah, just the things that he showed you when you've been here. He's just sending you back just to instill those perspectives um, into those people. So I'm just going to stop now. (laughs) But I love you. I'm not sure it was really stated, but Jay is going to work as a teacher on an Indian reservation. Do I have that right, Jay? And, uh, you know, on an Indian reservation, there's a lot of uh, light and community and a lot of yearning for spiritual things, but there's also a lot of hopelessness and despair and, um, you know, just dryness. And so I just, I heard God just saying this morning, Jay, I saw him just kind of giving you this river, and I don't know that it's, a literal river, but um, it's just streams in the desert, you know, that God's going to give you streams in the desert. And, uh, you know, just a place to go and to be refreshed in his presence. And, you know, it's like you already just have this 
I mean, I mean, just this well of life springing up in you, you know, and so it's like you carry the presence already. But in Isaiah 35, this is the scripture that I got for you, and um, this is what you're going to say and do for the people. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God who will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame man shall leap as a heart, and the tongue of the lame shall sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the glowing sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the habitation of jackals, where the lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. So Jay, we just thank you for being here, for your incredible presence, for the light of God that's in your eyes and just for all the ways that you've blessed this church and fellowship and the people in this community and um, God is with you wherever you go. Proverbs eighteen. It's a lot harder up here than down there. (laughs) Uh, Friends come and friends go. True friend is sticks by you like family. I wrote something too, but I can't even read it. <laughs> Maybe if he's not in my peripheral, <laughs> that'll be better. <laughs> yeah, just tell it to friend. Brother, you carry the glory in you wherever you go. Heaven shakes when you open your mouth and begin to speak. Brother, you connect the hidden treasures to their full potential. Glory unveiled, illuminating your path of righteousness. Brother, my brother, you've been a pillar in my life. I needed it this season. Mm, Shame. You stand strong, brother, and you know who you are. Your heart is full of love, shining for all to see. Shine on and fulfill the promises you have been entrusted with. And then I just saw a picture of, like, a bridge connecting people from Nebraska. It's like a spiritual bridge, but I also feel like when you were saying feet, it was like people were being connected into their destiny because of what you have here. So that's for you. just want to say, as Jay's campaign manager, <laughs> I approve of all the wife words. <laughs> You've been running hard on the campaign, so we thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> I think to start off like my favorite thing about Jay is that Jay brings out the best in me and in everyone around him. That's one of my favorite things. He's like a big bro, a best friend, and just a kick in the butt <laughs> when you need it. Um, so this first vision I got was a picture of a star exploding, like right when you got into Nebraska. It was exploding, and it just trickled down into the land. And I was just reminded of the first a prophetic word that I got for you. We were all in a circle with our backs turned, and we didn't know who was in the circle. And I got this vision of an Indian chief, and there were a bunch of followers around him, and he was just leading them to, like, this um, Holy Spirit tune. Um, and so I, I got that picture again, um, and I saw an awakening. It, was, it wasn't just, like, one nation, um, that was behind you this time. It was of every tribe. Every different, it was like different clothes for every tribe that you were going to be impacting. Um, and just an awakening that was going to be happening in multiple tribes. Um, and I saw um, when you got there, there were all these doors that came into the land um, that was surrounding you. And there are spiritual doors that were going to be opening because you said yes to Father God. And... We're going to miss you, and we love you. I'm not going to say anything else because I'm going to cry. But I love you. You're amazing. You're going to do awesome things. Um, I'm excited for what the Lord has for you. All right, Jay. So here's the thing, man. I got up this morning. And I had this, like, spasm going on in my back. And I'm asking God, why? You know, because I don't know what's going on. It's just been acting really weird. And I know that the Lord speaks to me a lot of times in this way. It's weird. I wish he wouldn't, but he does. <laughs> but I keep, I kept feeling like he's given you such a strong back. And I kept, God just kept telling me that. And, and as I sat down just to try to hear from the Lord, and write something that I felt like he would be saying to you. I got this journal that I write in, and um, the scripture, it has different scriptures on the bottom of each page. And I just stopped when I read the scripture because it says, it's out of Joshua 1.9, it says, Be strong and courageous. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And, um, and I really believed that the Lord just kind of put that in my heart already. I've, I've had that as almost like a life scripture for me in some ways. But I just want to pray that over you, Jay. Because I know that, I know deep down you are strong and courageous. But the world needs to hear your voice. Big time. I mean big time. Because what's in here, brother, that's what people need to hear, you know. So let me just read this, what I felt like the Lord said. Son, I have created you to be a light to a nation. Your faithfulness and obedience are evidence of the depth that exists in you. Your understanding of sonship has been solidified here with this family. I am returning you to a people who need to know me like you know me. You are my warrior of love for all people. 
this season is one of freedom to create in new ways. My provision for you will come through many different forms. I have always been your provider and I will always be. Your voice has now come to age. Like an expensive bottle of wine, your words are ripe with my heart. And so, Father, I just release upon Jay, God, Father, the mantle of peace right now. I just release to him to come to a people, God, that need to know what it's like to live in peace, that need to know what it's like to live in love. And so, God, I thank you for what you've done in him while he's here. And I rejoice over what you're getting ready to do with him there. And so, Father, I thank you for him and I bless him, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I just went to the car to get something and I had this vision of Jay with his elbow in front of his eyes. And I walked in, I said, Lord, what's this? And he said, the brightness is going to be so bright. The newness is going to be so new that you'll be on that new path. And he'll feel like he has to cover his eyes. And then I saw, this is funny, he put on a big pair of shades of sunglasses. And he starts dancing and skipping on this new path. And musical notes come out of his mouth. And then I saw turkeys walking all over. And he's going to start feeding the turkeys the new food. And they're going to uh, turn into eagles. And all of a sudden, they're off the ground. And they're flying over the reservation. (laughs) So I release. Um, so a couple weeks ago I had a this dream and I thought it was about my friend James who I grew up with and I realized it's about you now but I didn't realize your name was James till last night so I was just sitting here and I was like whoa I think I think that dream was actually for Jay. So what it was, there was like a war happening, but there wasn't bad things happening around us, but all the guys were leaving for a war. And it was kind of like a World War II look. And my friend James, but you, um, everybody, all the guys were getting their jackets on, like bomber jackets and all that stuff. But James had, <laughs> I don't know why, but he had this special suit that like no other guy got. And he, like, took it out of this awesome box. And basically, it looked exactly like Elvis's suit. <laughs> El- the white leather suit. And, like, you put your arms out like this, and there are all these jewels on your back. And, um, yeah, and you started, yeah, you did something. And then, and all the other guys were super jealous. And it was obvious that you were going on some special mission because nobody else got this suit. And I, I love Elvis. Like, I think he's, he's one of my favorite ever. And he is the other king. You know, 
He is. There's only two people called the king. There's Jesus, and then there's Elvis. And and I I was <laughs> I was feeling kind of like uh, I might be reaching here for this, but then when she just said about the notes and your voice, dude, man, when you hear Elvis's voice, it might just be me. But like, and I've been to other countries, and everybody in every other country I've been to, it's same effect, and they all know him. And it's his voice. I mean, there's power in his voice, and it's soothing. But it's just like he sounds like he's not even human. But the suit, okay, it's about the suit. You got a special suit that nobody else gets, and it's illuminating. Like I had to like look away in the dream because all of the jewels were illuminating, and um, everybody else was really jealous of you, all the other guys, because you were doing some. And there was flying. You were flying. So I don't know if that relates to the um, two places you're gonna be. But you're the king. And there's something about your voice. And Galen was right. And um, got a special suit with jewels. Yeah. So. I'm going to really miss you, Jay. Uh, when I first met you, like she said, you, your presence just brings the best out of people. And when I when I was talking to Thomas, I said, Thomas, and like she said, I told her, Thomas, that guy is authentic. He is really a man of God. And, and like I said, and just, and like I said, and I know, I was getting back there that when you step on that land, there's been old wells that, oh, that God's been waiting to, to open up over there. Wow. And you, he's going to use you to do that. He's going to open up wells. Like she was saying, he's going to pour out, you know, and everything. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely miss it. I mean, the, the day you were teaching, you know, that was, that was such an awesome teaching. And like the scripture says that when a man speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Oh, wow. And you're going to have such an authority in your voice, you know, and everything. And then like that, but your heart, like I said, you have so much love. And those people are just going to grab onto that. And you're going to reach. And I pray that God opens many doors for you and stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I am. I'm really gonna miss you, brother. Otherwise, I loved your smile and everything, and and you know, like I said, and I've learned a lot from you. You know, just being around you in the words you speak, and and like I said, when you stepped in, I told Thomas the day you you know, like usher, when you come up, I said you just stepped right into that position, you know, and uh, God, just, I mean, and the thing is, I know you hear the Lord well, very well. Things you spoke to me, and said you, and like she said, you hear me very clearly. And stuff. And the thing is, you are very obedient. And I've noticed that. You're very obedient, you know. So you are. You're the real authentic thing, brother. And I'm going to miss you. And I love you a lot. My brother. We met a couple years ago. And I thank God I met you. You've been a blessing in my life. Outside football, but... We're good to go. But other than that, you know, God made you an Indian for a reason. To this time and the year and everything else. Because you're going to change the Indian culture more ways than one. Not just in your reservation, but many reservations and Indians that don't have reservations. You're going to, you got the 
Cassidy to go everywhere and just change things around for the Indian Nation because they need it. I just believe you're going to just be the spokesman to go out there and do some great things for them. Because without you, they won't do it, they won't see it, but you've got the heart, the love, and just do everything you need to do. But why do you have to leave during this football season? But it's going to be the same. But it's going to be good. You know what's up. Okay, there we go. Um, the first one, um, these are all by Apostle Paul. The first one says, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy, Jay, has proved himself Because as a son with his father, he has served me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. This is is from um, 1 Timothy chapter 1. Timothy, J. My dear child, I'm placing before you a charge for the mission ahead. It is in total agreement with the prophecies once spoken over you. Here it is with God's message stirring and directing you. Fight the good fight. Armed with faith and a good conscience. Some have tried to silence their consciences, wrecking their lives and ruining their faith. So go out. And assist on these things. Teach them. Don't let anyone belittle you because you are young. Instead, show the faithful, young and old, an example of how to live. Set the standard for how to talk, act, love, and be faithful and pure. Until I get there, make sure to devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture to exhortation, and to teaching. Don't neglect the gift that was given to you through the prophecies spoken when the company of elders laid their hands on you. Cultivate all of these practices. Live by them so that all will see how you are advancing and growing. Take care of yourself, concentrate on your teaching, and stick with these things. If you do so, then you will be effective in bringing salvation to yourself and to all who hear you. Jay, we release you in the name of the Lord, into the hands of the Lord, into the heart of the Lord. And we declare that you are leaving walking as one. 
We declare that where the sole of your foot shall tread, that is the land that the Lord has given to you. So I hear the Lord say, stand tall, my son. Hold your head high, for my face is shining through yours. And like the sun, who has arisen with healing in his wings, my sun shall shine through your eyes, through your smile, through your breath. You will release my glory. And I release, I see, I like this x-ray vision. I just release right now, yeah, Jesus' eyes that cut through the heart of the matter, that discern the intents of hearts, that see and perceive even the thoughts of men. I declare that as you speak, you will in fact speak as the oracles of God. And one word shall transform a tribe. One word shall transform a nation. Shall a nation be saved in the day? Shall a nation be saved in one day? Watch. I see you with a shovel. And it's like a... You know, when they when they dedicate a, a new building or a city and... You know, the mayor comes out and he, he, he shovels into the ground and they, they put a shovel in and then they put a key in his hand to the key to the city. And I, I feel like that when you get there, Jay, you need to put a shovel into the ground and you need to have your own, like, um, there's a new authority in town ceremony and you need to let the powers and the principalities know, put them on guard, my son, put them on guard that you have stepped foot into the land that belongs to Jesus Christ. Hey, there's been a battle over this land for many centuries, <laughs> but it belongs to the one who actually spoke it into existence. It belongs to the king of kings. It belongs to the one who shed his blood for this nation to come into his possession. He says, these are my people. These are my inheritance. These are my precious treasures. And I am placing them under your care. Whether a man recognizes you or not, the spiritual realm does. The powers that ultimately control things know exactly who you are. So walk in confidence, knowing that the seen realm will bow and adjust to your movement and to the words that you speak. Plant the heavens, my son. Plant the heavens and restore the generations. We release a mantle a collective mantle, and we release a collective impartation. For such as we have, we give unto you. Freely we have received, freely we give. And the last thing I'm hearing the Lord saying, Jay, is right, right, right. I feel that there's even a blog, that there's a, there's a public connection 
that needs to be connected to what you are doing, to what you are seeing, to what you are hearing, to what you are feeling, to what you are sensing. I feel that there's a, there's a, there's an awakening of every one of your senses. Your senses have been alive, but I'm seeing this like a, some kind of like, not even human. There's some awake, there's an awakening. It's into the pores. It's into the, the very hairs, the very hairs. It's almost like uh, the way God has created, uh, and the Indians have understood this. There's, the, the, the First Nation has understood. There's a, there's a sense, there's a sense in even the animal kingdom. Ooh. And they have tried to even connect with that in many spiritual practices and many spiritual ways. But Jesus says, I am the way. <laughs> I am the creator. Ooh. And I am the one Ooh. that puts the senses into all beings. And I just release right now this um, awakening. This awakening. I, uh, this awakening. And I just feel Jay, there's going to be a lot of unusual things that are going to be happening. Uh, there's going to be a lot of unusual things. You're not going to have words. You're not going to have explanations for it. You're going to have um, very unusual things happening. Uh, manifestations. And um, I just release discernment. I break right now um, the plan of the enemy to try to bring deception in any way. And I just le- release right now protection around you. And I, I right now, I just declare woo, that um, through these experiences, you are going to... Um, Move in a realm that you have known is coming. And I hear him say, all of those limits that I've removed from your thinking, all of the ways in which you haven't fit, going to make sense. So we say yes Yes. and amen. Amen. And the body says yes. Yes. And the body says amen. amen. And we confirm and agree with the call of God on your life. And we set you into it by the authority that Jesus has delegated and vested in his name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Give Brett Brian what to say. Here's the microphone. Y'all be careful when you come up here because there's stuff flying around that gets in your eyes. Jay, I just want to say um, you're right. There is no distance in the spirit. Nebraska's 10 hours away by driving, but you know, we're all connected. And just like your um, your natural folks, you don't you don't return the the keys to the house. You you keep your key, and you know you have the key to our hearts. Just, you know, we're not alone. We're together. Call us anytime. <laughs> awesome. 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 Well, I got so many microphones. Um, you know, just 
Do you want to, did you want to say, oh, it's me? All right. So anyway, just, you know, for those of you that were here today and Maybe you don't know Jay. <laughs> Maybe you're just, you know, you're like, we're new. We don't know this Jay guy. Well, um, I feel like what you witnessed today is really holy. And, um, you know, if, um, I don't know, I just also feel like there's an invitation. There's an invitation. It's, um, you know, Jay just said yes to the invitation. You know, he said yes to the invitation of family. He said yes to the invitation of, of being a part of, of Prayer Mountain. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I just want to extend that. Our hearts are open to all that God has for you. You know, there's no greater joy the Apostle Paul, I mean, the Apostle John wrote, than to see that his children walk in the truth. And I know I speak for all of the team here, our greatest joy is to watch God's call and the fullness of what he's placed inside of you come into being. Um, And, you know, when you connect to an apostolic gift and when you're able to do that with honor and humility, and it does take honor and humility to do that, there is a grace that is released, not only on your life, but even really within this house where I can say this, what you're carrying, what's inside of you, probably you have barely scratched the surface of it. Even though you maybe have had prophetic words over your life, even though you might have actually seen glimpses of that in the past, the glory that's inside of you, the very inheritance of Jesus is beyond the wildest imagination that you've ever had. It is more powerful than an atom bomb. There are nations waiting on what you carry. There are people whose prayers will not be answered without your Prayer Mountain, ultimately, when God gave me the vision for this house, was to be a transfiguration station. It was to be a place where people came from all over the world, sometimes for very short seasons, sometimes for just days, sometimes just for a weekend, sometimes for months, sometimes for years, sometimes for life. And the assignment was that because of the glory of God that rests in this family and in this house, that while you were here, every scale that was on your eye, every thing that hindered your vision from being able to see who you really are, and every thing that was covering and veiling your true identity, that that would be removed. And that you would literally, like Jesus on the Mount Mount of Transfiguration, begin to shine. And that as that happens, you know, the word of God, there's been prophecies that says that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. 
By the way, it's not the glory of the Lord that's going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's the knowledge of the glory. And that glory is hidden in earthen vessels. That glory is inside of you. That's that glory. And the knowledge of that glory is you knowing it. It's you waking up to it, you embracing it, and you walking in it. And I can say this, God has a sending out, has a debutante day, has a a day of commissioning, has a day of release for all of us. And it's not just one day, but there are certain days that are significant in our lives. There are days that are turning points. There's days of of confirmation. There's days where seasons shift and and you're never the same again. And I just, um, you know, that pearl of great price, although it is Jesus, He's absolutely the pearl of great price. What we can't forget is that Jesus has a body. And I, it's a lot of times we worship Jesus and we have this thing, Jesus, and that's, that's absolutely accurate. But it's incomplete. Because the pearl of great price ultimately is his body being transfigured. Now, the Apostle Paul tapped into something. And the price that he paid was not just for Jesus. Ultimately, it was for Jesus. But it was for his body. It was for his body to be assembled. It was for his body to be, when I say assembled, converted. It was for his body to be equipped for his body to be matured and for his body to be released and for the the ministry of reconciliation to be preached to the the utmost parts of the earth. Um, And it's easy in this day and age, especially in the American church, to not want to engage with the body. It's easy in this day and age to, to be so wounded and to get so wounded through interactions with the body of Christ that you become a judge of the body of Christ and you become a, um, you almost want to protect yourself. (laughs) And I'm speaking from experience. I am not speaking as a judge of you guys sitting in the chair and looking at me and me thinking, oh, look at me, how holy I am. When Paul said he died daily, He died to his own agenda. I believe that he had to die from the temptation to not surrender to the will of God for him. And I think a lot of it was because of persecution. A lot of it was because of people. It was just people, plain old people. And I just feel like I'm supposed to wrap up today with this word. Promotion in the kingdom, unfortunately, comes through suffering. 
I would love to tell you that it comes any other way. But it doesn't. It comes through patient endurance. It comes through patient endurance. And it comes through a thousand opportunities to quit. And you say no a thousand times. And then when that a thousand and one comes, you say no again. You say no again. And you say no again. Until you get to the place where Jesus, as the reward, is really enough. So I don't know who that's for today, but I want to tell you, don't quit. Don't quit. No no matter what it looks like, no matter how it feels, no matter what you've been through, no matter how painful it is, no matter how many times you've been misunderstood, you've been mistreated, you've been misjudged, you've been overlooked, you've been accused, you've been maligned, you've been slandered, you've been cut off, you've been all, you name it, whatever it is that you've been through. Welcome to Christianity. We're in good company, amen? In Hebrews, I just want to finish with this and we'll close. In Hebrews, chapter 12, this is a word for all of us today. And we rejoice. This is why we can rejoice in what Jay, um, you know, nobody, nobody can walk in Jay's shoes except for Jay. And nobody can walk in your shoes except for you. So ultimately, no one's really going to understand everything that you've been through or everything that Jay's been through or everything that I've been through. Really, Jesus is the only one that really gets us, ultimately. Not even our spouses, amen? They can try their darndest, but they're just different. Different than us, aren't they? But I wanted to, to just stop. I want to I want to finish with this today. turn to it and faster in a Bible, but then I wouldn't be as cool. You know, always got to be cool. No matter what. Don't let them see you sweat. All right. Hebrews 12 says this. So since we stand surrounded by all those who have gone before, an enormous cloud of witnesses, let us drop every extra weight every sin that clings to us and slackens our pace and let us run with endurance the long race set before us. This is the voice translation, so there's always little notes here. It says, we may feel alone, but we aren't. We're surrounded by an army of witnesses. They have run the race of faith and finished well. Now it's our turn. Verse 2 says, now stay focused on Jesus who designed and perfected our faith. He endured the cross and ignored the shame of that death because he focused on the joy that was set before him. And now he is seated beside God on the throne, a place of honor. 
Consider the life of one who endured such personal attacks and hostility from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. Among you, in your striving against sin, none has resisted the pressure to the point of death as he did. So, Father, I just thank you for um, just everything that's happened today. I thank you for this this transition for Jay. And I also thank you for this transition uh, for this house. I thank you for the transition of this body. I thank you, Lord, though, even though we are uh, extending (laughs) a portion of our body uh, to Nebraska, Father, I thank you that a portion of Nebraska is also being extended to us. And so we receive them. We receive them into fellowship. And we release our heart there. And Father, I thank you for the body that remains. I thank you for the work that you're doing. Even in our midst, Father, I thank you that you are going to have your way. And we say yes to your way. We say yes to your agenda for our lives individually, for our lives corporately for our town, for our city, for our region, God. We say yes to what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we just thank you for um, just the sacrifices that have been made, Father, the sacrifices that people have made in their lives. I I just want to honor those sacrifices right this moment. I just honor the sacrifices that people have made, God leaving houses and brethren and lands and family, God. and I, I honor the sacrifices that they've made to say yes again and again and again. I honor the, the, the times, Father, that they have had the opportunity to quit but have said, no, we're going to stand. And I thank you that heaven honors that, God. And I thank you, Lord, that this is a season of promotion for many. And I thank you that even though it may seem otherwise, that this is a season of promotion. And I hear the Lord saying that unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But through the death of that kernel of wheat, a great harvest comes. So I thank you, Lord, that even in those places where we feel we are having to to die to our own understanding, to our own way of doing things, to our own uh, convictions, whatever that is, Father, whatever we're feeling we have to die to in this season, God, I thank you that there is a harvest on the other side, just like the cross. There is a harvest on the other side. And we say yes, knowing that you are our reward. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.